clothes on and get ready for an amazing new episode. Action! What's up everybody? Welcome back to Season 3, Episode 5 of White Coat Podcast. Today, we will be discussing social wellness. What is social wellness? Well, you better wait and see. Lauren? (laughs) Okay, guys, I just want to start off with a disclaimer or trigger warning. In this episode, we are going to be talking about toxic and abusive relationships. If this is triggering to you, please do not listen. We want you guys to be free from anything that could be harmful to you or your mental health. So, Arielle, let's start us off. Okay, so... First off, we have types of relationship. We have platonic relationship and romantic relationship. Cool. Why don't you tell us what healthy platonic and romantic relationships are? You read my mind. I was just about to say that. Thank you. You're welcome. So, platonic relationship. These are non-sexual and non-romantic relationship. This includes zero intimacy. So, you may think of this as pretty much anything other than a romantic relationship. Yeah. Like a friendship or something. Uh, friendship, um, acquaintances, co-workers, these are all platonic, right? right? Um, healthy relationship consists of communication, acknowledgement of one another, and no judgment. This yeah. is like a few of the most important things that can go into a relationship. Totally. Um, you know, you want your friend to be truthful you want them to look out for your best interests and lift you up rather than put you down you want them to accept you for who you are care and love you but but only as friends and there should be a mutual give or take these are kind of the ground rules of a healthy platonic relationship yeah i like the last one the mutual give and take you know maybe you know both of you guys are talking the same amount about your experiences you guys are both there for each other equally right you don't want to just give 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 and then not receive anything or keep on receiving and never give you know it should be mutual Right. Next, we have a romantic relationship, which has similar ground rules, but just mm-hmm. takes it a little step further. Okay. Okay, so pretty much the same things that I mentioned with a platonic relationship. Plus, you want to have equality and respect between you and your spouse, um, yeah. rather than power and control, right? You don't want one person to be above the other. It should be equal. Of course, keeping in mind the communication, acknowledgement, no judgment, truthfulness, all these things from the platonic relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, again, something super important that I just said, open communication. You must trust each other, right? This is so important. Mm-hmm. If you have an issue, express it to the other person. Don't drag it along or, you know, ignore each other. You just want to be open and talk about it. This is going to help you get rid of your problems. It's going to help clear the air. It'll just make for yeah. a better and stronger relationship. Yeah, and therefore each individual is going to be happy. Right. Um, another thing um, for a healthy romantic relationship is physical intimacy. You know, this is mm-hmm. romantic. You want this physical intimacy. Right. This this is a type of way of showing your love and affection for one another yeah. that wouldn't be shown in a platonic relationship. Yeah, and I think maybe that's why a romantic relationship can really be felt so much more than yeah. a platonic relationship because with physical intimacy, there is more there's more trust and vulnerability. Yeah, definitely. And another thing is playfulness. Yeah. Like, you want to have fun. You want to be goofy and have fun with each other, you know? Like, it shouldn't just be, 
oh my, like very worried. What are they going to think right. of me? Or am I like looking casual, good? Keep, exactly. Know. This keeping it casual, totally. being goofy with each other, all these things, this will lead to a healthier relationship. Mm-hmm. So super important. But again, it's not only about this. You Another thing is you need your time apart. You need your mm-hmm. space from each other. This will also keep for and make for a healthy relationship. You need to make sure that you have a sense of yourself as a separate and independent person and not you think of yourself with right the, your other totally. half or your spouse, totally. you know? You are your own person and they are their own person and you guys are in a relationship together, but you aren't like you know people say this is my other half Mm -hmm. like but when you're being serious about it you want to make sure that they're not your other half you are your own whole person and you can stand on your own and they are you know along along, yeah they're their own person and you guys are together um you know and when you don't have this there's codependency yeah and codependency there's a real real risk of it becoming toxic we're going to talk about that later yeah but let's continue about how Yeah. Lastly, there's the three C's, communication, commitment, and compromise. Super important. Totally. Um, three main things that go into having a healthy romantic relationship. Yeah. So now that I explained those two, Lauren, why don't you talk about the other half, which is the toxic side, the toxic yeah. relationships. Okay, so this is unfortunately so common, but I'm just going to name some signs so that you guys know what to look out for. Maybe if you're already in that relationship, and this can both apply to romantic and platonic relationships. It's especially harmful, though, in romantic relationships as there's more of a commitment as you could be living together, and it can have a greater harm on your mental health. So first thing is lack of support. Next, we have jealousy, any sort of controlling behaviors. Maybe your partner or your friend is always checking your phone. Next, we have resentment, and this kind of goes hand in hand with jealousy. Maybe you resent your partner or your friend or your coworker for their successes. Next, walking on eggshells. This is sort of, this is a metaphor for just feeling like you're always on edge. And then also hoping for change. If you're always waiting to to leave the date or whatever it may be, maybe it's not the healthiest thing for you. Maybe you're not as happy as you could be. Mm -hmm. Next, we're going to talk about signs of abuse. Now, abuse is always toxic, but toxicity is not always abusive. And that's something really important to note. And I'm going to get into why that's important later. Mm -hmm. But first thing, sign of abuse is chronic stress and anxiety. This is sort of taking the walking on eggshells to a whole other level. Mm -hmm. This is not being able to say anything around that person. This is not being able to be honest around that person. Next, we have any sort of interference with school or work, fear and intimidation, name calling and gaslighting. Gaslighting is a huge one. This is a communication technique that makes you question your own sanity, instincts and or feelings. So for example, an abuser might try to convince you that they never abused you and that you are the perpetrator even. So that's something that that can be really harmful. Next, threats of self-harm or physical harm on yourself and physical violence, of course, actually doing it. Mm -hmm. So this is why it's important to differentiate between toxicity and abuse because you might be asking yourself, well, can my relationship be saved? And I think 
oftentimes with toxic relationships, those are the ones that can be saved and should be saved. Mm -hmm. So it's very important to differentiate between abuse and toxicity. Toxicity is much easier to work through. Definitely not easy, but something where there's more, there's something worth salvaging pretty much. And so to save this relationship, both partners have to be willing to invest. You need to be able to accept responsibility for any actions or any mistakes that you've made and then also shift from any blaming of the other person to understanding to sort of comprehending how the other person might feel or why they might have done something Mm -hmm. and it's very important when you're taking any sort of toxic relationship to move on move forward once you guys have worked through your things try to move forward in a healthy way start therapy together you could also heal individually, you know, try to try to spend some time on your own or do individual therapy, hold yourself accountable and practice healthy communication. Mm-hmm. This could actually be a good way of moving forward healthily is by setting boundaries. So yeah. why don't you talk about that? Okay. So for setting boundaries, what does this mean? Well, setting boundaries is setting a limit and defining what is acceptable and unacceptable within a relationship. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some examples of this will be saying no when you're uncomfortable or saying yes when you need help. Mm -hmm. Ask for space when you need it and protect your worth and protect your time. These are really important because this can sometimes be difficult to say, but once you establish this, will really, really help you and help your relationship. Where where are setting boundaries applicable to? Well... Mm -hmm. All relationships, whether it may be platonic, romantic, you have family, co-workers, bosses, teachers and mentors, acquaintances, etc. Any type of relationship you can apply these rules to. Yeah, I want to give an example. Some people avoid any sort of romantic relationships with their co-workers. Mm-hmm. That's a really great boundary to set. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not mixing your personal with work. Right. That's something that's really good to make yeah. sure you're keeping yourself happy yeah. and healthy individually. Also between like... Um, a boss, like mm-hmm. you and your boss, right? Or you know, people on different like levels at work. You know, mm-hmm. these are some things that also totally. go into setting boundaries. Totally. Um, any other social situation? So maybe not in a relationship, but just a social situation when you're meeting or introducing um, people, or you're meeting someone. Um, this is also like, you know. Be direct, communicate, practice your self-awareness, tune into your feelings. If you're meeting someone and you think they're being, you know, a little too touchy or a little too, you know, not to your liking, you just don't feel comfortable, communicate, you know, practice that self-awareness, you know, maybe remove yourself from the situation, Um, be able to kind of read that, practice being able to read it so that um, you can feel completely comfortable and safe and safe totally. exactly and also i just want to give one more example for the students listening because mm-hmm. i know there's a lot of you yeah for example for me i really value my time studying and my time on my own mm-hmm. so if a friend facetimes me and i have a lot of stuff to do that night or maybe i want to work out that day i say hey i can only be on this facetime call until this hour yeah and that sort of you're gives- really good at doing that <laughs> Thank you. That just sort of gives them a guideline like, hey, I have something I want to do tonight. Let's make that clear so that you're not overstepping, but we still get a chance to talk. Yeah. And one of the key, key factors in boundaries is being able to communicate. Yeah. So let's talk about healthy communication. Yeah. So communication, you know, you want to do this without any sort of interpretations. So when someone's talking to you, don't 
evaluate the way that they're saying, oh, they're doing this a little passive aggressively, you know, just sort of communicate very unbiased and just taking in what other people have to say. Also, yeah. try to express your emotions and your needs in a very non-judgmental way. So say, it hurt me when you made me feel like this. Instead of saying, oh, well, you're such a bad communicator. It really hurt me, you know? Yeah. Um, and often we sort of share our thoughts critically and judgmentally. So it's very important to notice this, be mindful of this. I feel like a lot of the time teenagers, we tend to be very passive aggressive and not... Totally you know just not straight up yeah which is so important because we can't assume the other person knows how we feel or they know you know the situation that we know or Mm -hmm. anything along those lines it's really important to it's easy to be passive aggressive but it's more beneficial beneficial exactly more beneficial to just be straight up and you know say what's on your mind i totally agree and that that applies to anyone but especially teenagers with their friends with their boyfriends girlfriends whatever and with their parents as well yeah that can be so helpful yeah and i i really see the most positive relationships when you are asking the other person what their needs are and you're expressing your own needs yeah and then maybe after some time after you guys ask each other what what you need you say, are my needs being met? Are your needs being met? And then you adjust accordingly. And then also share active, constructive responses. So let's just say someone gave a great presentation. Say, that was a great presentation. I know you worked really hard on it. Not, oh, I'm surprised you did so well. You're usually really bad at giving presentations. You know, (laughs) like it's just a little rude. It's sort of a backhanded compliment. You know, it just doesn't feel good. So let's talk about confrontation. A really great way to start off confrontation is with a positive statement. Maybe say something like how much you care about that relationship. Because oftentimes, if we're willing to sit down and have a conversation with someone, it's because we want it. We want it to be successful and we care about that person. So next thing is state how you feel. Say, I feel this way, but not in a blaming way. Mm-hmm. Not saying you made me feel like this. Just say... Something something happened where I felt like this and I feel like maybe you could have done yeah. this better. Yeah. And then also, acknowledge your own part in the problem, right? So you don't want to just say everything the other person is doing bad. Say, well, maybe I could have communicated this earlier on. Yeah. That sort of a thing. Mm-hmm. Set the goal or desired outcome of the conversation. Yeah. You know, you don't want to just be fighting for the sake of fighting. You mm-hmm. want to be fighting to achieve happiness within that relationship and to really gain understanding so it's very important to to be careful with that yeah last thing i want to talk about confrontation in in teens so something that i've learned and something that has helped me so much is i avoid texting or snapchatting my friends or whoever it may be for like fighting mm-hmm. so i or like will, an argument yeah. right so i will never get into an argument with a friend over text because people like to hide behind their their screens. They say things that, that they don't really mean. And it yeah. can just make people so much more angry. Mm-hmm. And it's especially hard to fully comprehend what the other person is saying Definitely. when you're texting it. Yeah, 100% agree. Because you never know the tone that they're using. You never right. know the, their facial expression. Totally. Which is when you're talking about communication, it's not only what you're saying. It's how you say it. 
of course how you're presenting this message and yeah. as someone that's receiving the message you, you your mind is kind of almost wired to jump to the worst conclusion of course and the worst you know yeah. they're they're saying this in a rude way they're being mean to me they're being yeah. sarcastic but you don't really know yeah and this can lead to a lot of miscommunication and mm-hmm. then lead to something that's just completely blown out of proportion of course and as as the sender you might be saying something really loving and it comes off sarcastic. Yeah. And like you said, that's just going to make the whole entire situation so much worse. Yeah. So ideally handle it in person or on FaceTime if you have to. And then also do not handle it in a passive aggressive or avoidant mm-hmm. way. I see so many people posting about someone that upset them and posting posting it on their private story. Yeah. Yeah. Or just talking bad about it to their friends. Yeah. And then also something that a lot of people don't think about is... You know, don't exclude people on purpose because they're upsetting you, you know, and especially don't post it because that's so hurtful. If they're not a part of the friend group, you know, it's fine. But don't do that as a way to get back at someone as sort of a vengeful action. Um, That's so detrimental and I think really disrespectful. Yeah. And it just makes the whole situation worse. Yeah. And if you guys are really friends, you should Mm want to make the situation better and ideally communicate with them. FaceTime them, you know, meet up with them, talk to them in person, tell them how you feel. Don't just say, well, they're being mean, I'm going to be meaner. Right, you know? no. It's not about revenge, yeah. right? Because you guys are friends, and just because someone may be annoying you or bothering you, or even if they did something really hurtful, but yeah. communicate that so they know and they can learn. And if they want to change and they want to make it up to you, they will. And if they don't, then, you know, you learn something about someone that you thought was your friend, right? But this is all about communication. You won't know this if, you know, you're just trying to get back at them or, you know, it's, it's always right. good to take the high road and that really come goes so hand true. in hand with communication. So true. And I think if a friend sees you being very, very respectful and very loving when you're mad at them, they might do the, do same, the same for you exactly. when they're mad at you. You're like you. setting the tone in the front in the relationship. Totally. You're not making it toxic, you're making it healthy and you're creating understanding. Yeah. So let's talk about the medical and mental health effects of toxic relationships. Yeah. So as you guys know, we always tie it into your medical health of and your mental health. Yeah. So great way to wrap up the episode. Mm-hmm. This one is honestly a big eye opener. Right. So, first of all, um, bad and toxic relationships can cause um, you to feel low self-worth, could cause you to feel helpless, um, fearful, maybe a little anxious or depressed. It can make you feel very insecure, paranoid, and maybe even narcissistic, depending on what's going on, why it's toxic, you know, the details of the um, relationship. This can make you feel, and this is all part of your mental health, right? Right. This is all going to make you feel you know, worse, not better. This won't lift you up. This will put you down. Yeah, and I think it's especially prevalent in romantic relationships or maybe even roommates. That's something that we haven't talked about because you're spending so much time Time with them. them. There's a commitment factor. Yeah, definitely. This can make you feel, you know, insecure, bad about yourself. Maybe even make you feel drained. You know, after an argument, you're drained or you're unhappy with the results of what just happened. Or, you know, thinking twice about this could have went better. Or, you know, did I even mean what I just said? Did did they mean what they just told me? You know? Yeah. It places a lot of pressure. That's so true. And makes you think twice about 
yourself you know mm-hmm. makes you kind of almost blame yourself sometimes you know depending on what's going on but it really could put a big weight on your chest totally and i think that applies to both happy situations and yeah. confrontations yeah i know that in toxic relationships it's so hard to leave an argument feeling fulfilled feeling like the desired outcome was met yeah and even when you're out at a party or you're out hanging out with friends you feel drained because you might feel excluded or you might yeah. feel hurt or feel lesser than the other people that were there for definitely. example definitely and these things can be harmful to your physical and emotional health yeah so let's hear about physical okay so um i don't know if you know this probably don't that's why you're listening to the podcast but <laughs> stress shortens your lifespan by an average of 2.8 years wow that is literally taking away Years your, of your, life. your years of your life, almost three years of your life, which is honestly crazy. Now, why? How does stress take this away? You know, stress is not a physical thing that you can touch, see, feel. So, what is it? You know, it's this is an emotion, but it has such a large effect on your life. So, this could lead to elevated cortisol levels, which interfere with your memory and learning. Um, it could also lower your immune system function um, and harm your bone density and even increase blood pressure. And then lastly, it can affect your cholesterol, which is directly linked to heart disease. Yeah, totally. So these are things that, you know, this isn't even part of your mental health. Like, you know, the learning and memory is, of course, but the blood pressure and the heart disease, these are things that are could honestly have a yeah. big effect on your physical health mm-hmm. and, and reduce the fact, your lifespan exactly and all these things go hand in hand and this is why it could all be linked back to a toxic relationship and this is why it's so important to stress how important a healthy and positive relationship is on your life totally that was a great conclusion ariel thank, thank you. you guys so much for listening today we learned a lot we hope you guys maybe take a step back in your life look at your relationships look at you know how many positive healthy relationships you guys have maybe look at your toxic relationships try to make them better try to improve and also learn how to be healthy as an individual maybe take a look at our previous three episodes of this season we talk about nutrition sleep and exercise those are three ways that you guys can really improve your individual uh, mental and medical lives yep okay guys So, I guess... We'll see you in the next uh, one. See ya!